Welcome to a special edition of the Remedial Film Class Podcast. I'm your host, Dan. And I'm Travis. And I'm... <laughs> Who are you really, though? Because I have to probably cut I'm, that. I'm... <laughs> Can't you just bleep it? Uh, uh, and I'm George. Hey, guys. So, after we spent an hour and a half talking about how much we loved and hated The Dark Knight Rises... I thought I would give you guys a quick rundown of what it was like to be a part of the production of A Dark Knight Rises. Uh, the Dark Knight Rises, rather. What do you guys uh, think? Do you want to hear some stories from the trenches? Uh, yeah. Did you meet the anybody on the team? No, not really. Nah. Uh, actually, no, I did. I, don't care, though. I did. So here's what happened, right? They put out a call for extras nationwide. Hey, who wants to come sit at the Steelers Stadium and be in a Batman movie? And I thought, no, it's expensive and stupid. And my wife was mm. like, you're expensive and stupid. You need to go to this thing. And she was right. So my buddy Jake and I flew off to Pittsburgh from Kansas City on our own dime, paid for a hotel, did the whole shebang to be in a 12-hour shoot where we stood, <laughs> stood and sat in the Steelers Stadium in 95-degree August heat while wearing uh, winter apparel. Mm. Uh, on the way there, we picked up a hitchhiker, which is always a good idea, but he was dressed in yellow and he was our age and he was headed toward Batman. So I pulled over and I yelled, are you going to Batman? <laughs> this dude's like, yeah, I'm like get in. <laughs> mm. So he picked up a hitchhiker and he didn't kill us or to us good. as it were. <laughs> wow. Uh, and did he, did he sell a tape called six minute abs? <laughs> no, he was just a normal nerdy guy, just like us. He just wanted to be in Batman, and he went by himself. So we pull up, and he's, like, with us for a good chunk of the day, right? We're sitting there, and, they, you know, you sit in the seats. They film a little bit. You cheer, woo, we're football fans, sports ball, yay. And then they move you to a new section. And basically by, you know, compositing all these different angles, they can make a full stadium with 15,000 people. Well, at one point, they're moving our group. Now, I don't know if you guys know this about me, but I am a rule-following kind of guy. I never like to get in trouble. I don't like to push the envelope. I bleep all kinds mm. of funny stuff you guys say because of those reasons. <laughs> so yeah. at one point, they're moving our group, and we walk right by a nice lower middle corner section on our way to another side section. And I grab my buddy by the uh, hoodie, and I go, we're sitting down here, right? So I, I break their little like coordinating rules, and I put us in some seats we don't belong in with a group of people we don't know. And it's those seats that end up in the movie. So, whew, it's a good thing we did that. Uh, the one time in my life I did something rebellious, and I got in a movie for it. <laughs> so, I know. I know. I well, you also, you also theater hopped. Yeah, you theater hopped. In this Rebel. episode, so. That's true. You're I, breaking all kinds of rules I sat in a Batman. seat too long, is what I did. <laughs> but, uh, but, yeah. So, uh, that was pretty cool to, like, break the rules and end up in the movie. Now, we were there for like 12 hours. They shot maybe half an hour's worth of film. And a majority of the time was like the event people trying to keep us interested. <laughs> like there was a good hour where they were just like, who wants to be famous? Do karaoke. And have you ever wanted to kill yourself on a movie set? 
I've never been on a movie set. Spend an hour with people who want to be in a movie singing karaoke over like a PA. Ugh. It's awful. It's hot. You've got a coat on. People are singing. It was miserable. Uh, needless to say, none of them got famous, uh, but I'm sure some of them are in the movie. But mm. at the end of the shoot, they had all the, uh, you know, Christopher Nolan came out and waved and Tom Hardy came out in full Bane gear to mm. do an, uh, like a, a raffle. So in full bang Bane attire, in his own voice, through the mask, he announced himself as winning the raffle and everybody laughed. <laughs> that Bane, you can't trust the thing he does. But Where's me? Earlier in the day, they had Heinz Ward riding one of the tumblers. That was pretty cool. Oh, there you go. If you remember, oh, the tumbler's cool. not even in that scene. They just did it for fan service. Keep yeah. us interested while they got all the stuff together. Uh, blew up the field. That was pretty cool. But like, if you saw it, the way they do it, it it's mostly CGI. So it, the practical effect was pretty meh. But we got to see the debut of Bane, right? So he comes out from the corner. And we all know it's going to be Bane. But we don't know what he looks like. We're trying to see from a distance. And the first thing he does is he goes, take control, right? And in the movie, it's very much like, take control, right? Like, uh. And when he did it right. live... No lie, it was like, take control! <laughs> and I was just like, that's when we all looked at each other like, oh. Okay. <laughs> it's okay. like when you hear the you hear the footage of uh, David Prowess doing the Darth Vader lines before they put in the James O. Exactly. Jones uh, voice. You're like, oh my God, this, this is terrible. Yeah, it was insane. Like... <laughs> I and keep in mind he only did like two or three scene two or three shots of the same scene and then of course they'd like cut the mic when Pavel would identify himself and we knew he killed him but we didn't know why he killed him and then like mm. at one point they rolled the nuclear fusion reactor thing out didn't acknowledge it took a couple of shots rolled it away so all of us were just like oh I guess it was a bomb like it looked like the bomb from mm. the 60s TV show when you don't have any context. And so I was like, some days you can't get rid of a bomb. Like it was very strange. Uh, but then you don't hear the Bane voice again until cut to a year later when they do the preview shot. So really interesting to like tease us with something very different than the teaser trailer, which was still different than the actual movie. And each time it got way less adventurous and kind of boring. Hmm. Hmm. Kind of weird. So, I mean, really, that's about all that happened on the, the shot, uh, on the shoot. Now, but Jake and I... What year was that? This was 2011, August of 2011. Okay. So, Jake and I, because we had to pay to fly all the way to Pittsburgh. It's a shame we didn't meet, like, 10 years sooner. Oh, I know. Because, like, Travis would have been there with you. Yeah, absolutely. I would have made so you go, too. I. It would have been awesome. All four of us only... would have been in the... Corner well, of the end zone. Drove out there. Four and a half hours away. Right as Heinz Ward what? is about Pittsburgh? to get the kickoff. Yeah. You five, can, yeah, five, five. 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 And, See all and, of us. And, you know, Could the Steelers, uh, you know, uh, stadium. I would have had so much freaking yeah. gear on. It would have been ridiculous. <laughs> Dude, Travis has so much <laughs> black and yellow <laughs> in his wardrobe. Holy shit. <laughs> yeah. And that was yeah. a good time. It was, what did you say, 2011? Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. It was, yeah. It was after Cowher had left, I, but just after just the... Uh, mm, they yeah. just won a Super Bowl. But it was Tomlin's Super Bowl, I think. It was, it was, it was Tomlin's Super Bowl. still yeah, weird was, that they didn't bring Mike Tomlin in to be the coach, but that's neither here nor there. We stayed a couple of days <laughs> extra, and all we did 
for an entire day, Jake and I, was walk around Pittsburgh and drive around Pittsburgh trying to find shooting locations. And keep in mind, this is pre-GPS. So we had cell phones and we had a, like a tourist map that we got from the hotel front desk that was like a cartoon, kind of like what you get at a theme park. But yet, risking life and limb, we still managed to find quite a few shoots and never once got robbed. Jimmy, put that away. We'll look like tourists. So we actually managed to get to Carnegie Mellon. We got to Carnegie Mellon as they were shooting the finale, but we didn't know it was the finale. And we started talking to the PA, who's like kind of keeping the crowd back. And we kind of, hey, we came all the way from Kansas City. Like, can you do anything cool? Can we like do anything? And he's like, well, there's a tumbler over here. You can see it from where you're standing. I'm like, yeah, I know. But like, can we, can we get in? Can we do something? He's like, no, that's stupid. So that was like the day. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So that was the day it's like before. My kids at the Globetrotters. They're like, I want to go out on the court. I'm like, you're not going out on the court. That was the day we arrived oh, in Pittsburgh that we met that PA. Uh, we actually, we got off the plane, went to Monroeville, went to the mall, saw the Dawn nice. of the Dead stuff, walked like a zombie, got in the car, we drove around Pittsburgh, found Carnegie mm, Mellon, met the PA. Now cut to the end of the shoot on day two, the actual like big shoot that we were there for. 95 degrees, heavy winter coats. Everybody's crammed into that little like atrium as you're exiting the stadium mm-hmm. and it's getting hot and we're getting like a little uh, overheated. I wake up in the hotel room. I'm not quite sure where the car is parked and I don't remember the drive home. <laughs> like legit heat stroke. Neither one of us knew how we got back to that hotel room. Wow. Yeah. Not a good idea. I encourage you. Yeah. Something. I don't know. <laughs> it was. I did put on you. <laughs> Wake up sower in all kinds of weird places and just Death glad you're home. Or Buddha. So we've already seen Carnegie Mellon. We've seen the finale of the movie. We don't know it. We've seen the shooting of the main Heinz Ward touchdown return and all that. The next day mm-hmm. they're shooting more at the stadium, but it's like exclusive. And so we naturally go to try to trespass our way onto the set. And we mm-hmm. spent like a good three hours just like kind of te- like like a raptor in a Jurassic Park cage. We're testing the perimeter. Mm-hmm. Is anybody going to see us? Okay, there's a person there. We got to keep moving. Oh, we're just walking along the edge. We're definitely not going to take a few steps. <laughs> we spent a good uh, probably three hours trying to sneak our way in to the stadium again. Never worked, but it was it was a fun experiment. We did see them blow up the mayor's press box. That was pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, cool. But, you know, from outside the stadium. Not as cool. So Mm. outside the stadium, though, we did see an entire truck full of prop MP5 A4s. Not the Ks that the Special Forces guys were holding, but the ones that the SWAT guys would hold. And it was just a prop guy just re-spraying on the black paint for the upcoming shot for them to go underground. So that was cool. We also saw a technical, the pickup truck with the machine gun mounted on it, that you don't actually see in the movie until the final uh like winter sequence so they were just prepping for it and holding it at the stadium we wrap up our day walking all over downtown pittsburgh which honestly i i saw a guy like changing his shoe on a park bench and at first i was like well that's a weird place to change one shoe and then i realized he was retrieving drugs from his shoe to inject into himself oh. and we skittered away I thought you were going to say it was Mr. Rogers. He's from Pittsburgh. <laughs> but it was getting always, dark, always right? changing his shoes. But we weren't quite ready there to go Mr. yet Robinson? because we had seen somebody with one of the the um, 
it was Magnus Rex was the name of the movie on like the shooting title. We saw right. somebody with the, 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 the badge as we were driving around. So we walked our way up and we found just kind of by good luck, the place where they were dumping the IMAX cameras overnight. It was just like a storefront in a random downtown building. And so the same PA from the other day was there. We're like, we're the Kansas city guys. Can we help? Can we do anything? Can we just say we worked on this movie? (laughs) And the PA is looking at me like, no, I I freaking told you, you can't do this. This is going to get me in trouble. The prop master guy pulls up in his semi and he's like, Hey, you want to help with the movie here? And he lets me move the cones to help him park the truck so that they can unload their stuff. He's like, there, tell people you worked on the dark Knight rises. (laughs) And I was like, who's ever going to want to listen to this story? (laughs) So thanks guys. Hey, <laughs> but yeah, it was cool. That's a great story Multiple for locations. The, the finale, watching them film it was interesting because all we could see from the outside was like the background coverage. So the cameras are inside shooting the finale and the guys are doing their pre-rehearsed fist fight up on the steps just for mm. what would be in the background of the shot from inside. And all we knew was they were running a crane with a long cord straight out of the middle of the roof. And so we're like, oh, cool. Mm. He's going to like swing in and drop in from above. And no. Never happened. And they just yanked Bane with it once. It's like, okay, whatever. Still pretty cool to see the end of the movie before we saw the movie. Without mm. spoiling it for cool. ourselves. Very cool. I, I, you telling that story reminded me I was on a movie set. Ooh. But you don't want to hear about it. Ooh. It was Pornography? 12, it was 12, 12 monkeys. <laughs> <laughs> I was in school when they were filming that movie. So I was in Philly. And we went down and watched them do the uh the scene where they uh you don't care cuz you don't like the movie. I but care. They, uh... I care about you, Travis. <laughs> After she does the phone call and finds out it's a dry cleaner and then she comes back and tells him and then they see themselves on the TV screens. And they're I guess they're on Market Street, which is near uh City Hall. So that whole scene, yeah. Where's the helicopter? When they're doing the city, the, that city hall scene, we were standing right there watching them do it. So I did. I know what you're talking about. How everything just takes forever. I don't yeah. know how movie makers don't go crazy. Yeah. I mean, when we make butt work, we'll know. We'll we'll understand. Yeah. But until that time comes, it's just it. Oh my god! And you know, like they at one point they broke uh, an IMAX. Uh, they didn't break the cam. I think the camera broke at one point, which I think is like a breakdown situation. They're used to that, but somebody like goofed up and a spool of IMAX film exposed itself. Ooh. You know, like fell out of the camera, kind of like in Wayne's World. And the guy <laughs> who's working on the production gets on the mic. He's like, "Well, that just cost twenty five thousand dollars," and it's just like, "Ugh, Ugh. way to go!" Like, and that was good. the year the Steelers did not win. No, it was like after Tomlin had won the Super Bowl, isn't yeah, it? But Tomlin not won the immediate year after. Eight, I believe, and then uh, he lost in 2011 to the Packers. Ah, those mm. evil Packers. The Packers. Ugh. <laughs> Ugh. Aaron Rodgers' only Super Bowl, though, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So there. But yeah, if you ever do get the opportunity to be an extra in a movie, you should do it just because it's it's fun uh, and it's hot and you might get heat stroke. But the most rewarding part is a year, you know, a year later when the movie comes out and then another additional five months till it comes out on home video. And then you can pause it and go frame by frame through an eight minute segment mm. to find uh, 
I don't know, eight frames of yourself in the corner? I can imagine. I have a friend who was on the uh, the Mayor of Eastwood TV show. The East Town. East Town. Yeah. Mayor East Town. Uh, and I, I must have paused it like five times. I'm like, holy shit, he's, that's him. He's on the show. And he had lines. And he found a thumb. <laughs> like, I'm just like, holy crap, I did plays with him. So, Pat, big shout out. But yeah, if anybody wants it. to bother to track old me down, uh, hour 2908, <laughs> you'll see a player named Smith's back, and you'll see Heinz Ward in the you know, end zone getting ready to receive his kick. I am all the way to the right, uh, about maybe eight rows up in the corner. And you'll know it's me because I'm standing next to my buddy Jake, who instead of wearing a yellow hoodie, wore like a slightly burnt orange hoodie, which mm. makes him stand out from the crowd a little bit. And that's how I found us. And you'll see me in that stadium. He wore orange. Is he? Nuts? Well, I mean, it was it was yellowish. <laughs> but then you'll see it was like school bus yellow. If you can find me, I'm pulling up my bandana. I'm the only person in the crowd that did this. You know, because they gave you like the towel, but the emblem is the guy wearing the bandana like a cowboy. So yeah. I everybody else just put it on their head and I'm like guys it, hold on a second the picture is of it's on his, rewind on his chin. rewind you have a terrible towel from this movie that was given to you by the set yeah you own that uh huh I have a Michael Keaton picture I can trade you <laughs> <laughs> for that I have like that's a terrible towel I do not have well it I mean it's only like a a plain yellow piece of cloth but yes in storage oh. I do have so a plain like a, yellow piece of cloth from the the set. Oh, it doesn't have like anything from like the team Mm-mm. on it. No, it doesn't have any rogues oh, stuff. So it's on like it. a Bed Bath and Beyond yellow towel. Yeah, you wouldn't even know. <laughs> I can go get one of those. Yeah, I could send you one that wasn't it. No Keaton for you. But you can. the The cool thing is, I'm the only person in the crowd that's acting, so it looks kind of creepy. If you're like, oh, he maybe he's a bane plant, right? I I went real method, but no, my my scene is me pulling it up over my face right before the kickoff. So if you see a guy covering his face, like that's me. I did that. It's like that extra over there is, thinks he's Bane. Yeah. <laughs> no, it was cool. We got to be up close and personal with his militiamen guys with their H and Ks, though. Guns, guns, guns. Nice. Uh, that's good, that's good. And you know, it was fun to see like these really goofy, like you know, twenty-one-year-old guys with their militia gear on and their big fake gun, trying to act all tough while the movie's going, and then between takes, like being total just goofy twenty-year-olds. I had never really considered how much tail. A person thinks they could swing while holding a toy gun. But those fake soldiers were flirting as hard as one can flirt uh, to no avail because they're holding a, a toy gun and it's just not that impressive. Thank you for joining us on a special edition of the Remedial Film Class Podcast, Self-Indulgent Dan Edition. We'll be back at our regular time next Wednesday with a breakdown of The Joker, which George hasn't seen yet. So, this should be fun. (laughs) 